Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Always available around the country on the go with the free Odyssey app. Download it today. It's the best app out there for music, play-by-play, and sports talk. We are live and local here in Richmond, Virginia, Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. Every day at 1 p.m. We open up the phone lines, 833-804-0910 for the Richmond Commander. It's time for the Richmond Commander. Are you ready for the phones are open. It's your chance to be the quarterback of this segment. There's something I like to say. Every day at 1 p.m. on AWOD Radio, the Richmond Commander. All right, so yesterday, I think I made a mistake, Stubb, and I'm willing to admit it. Thought the Eagles were stupid for bringing in Ron Rivera for an interview. Uh-huh. Now I believe they're playing chestnut checkers. That they brought Ron Rivera in. Number one, for the Rooney rule, have to interview in minority. Number two, to find out just how badly he screwed up things in Washington. I don't think they have any interest in bringing Ron Rivera in as the defense coordinator. Who would? You got to be a lunatic. He had the worst defense in the NFL. Now you're going to run your defense? No, thank you. You think it's an espionage thing? I think it's an espionage <laughs> thing. I think it was. It was very. It was brilliant. That you know they uh. got. They've got a really good GM. All right, in Roseman, he's figured out how to draft well. They did really well in the draft, and now he's figuring out how to make sure you nail your defense coordinator interview. You bring in a guy that you're never going to hire just to find out what the enemy was doing, what the opposition was doing. Okay. And it's like a it's like a warm-up interview. And it's a warm-up interview. You get out interview. all the jitters. Yes. You get- <laughs> you, I mean, because of the Rooney rule, you have to interview a minority. You just knock that all out with Ron Rivera. So the next step is you interview a candidate for the actual job. Remember, we talked about this with Michael. You never want to have the number one guy go first. You're practicing. That's true. Right? Yeah. You're going to make a few mistakes with the questions you ask. So I just think Ron Rivera is actually the stupid one for taking the interview with the <laughs> Eagles because he's letting all the secrets out. He's going to let everyone know just how bad of a defensive coach he was for the final five games of the season. It might be his final interview that but he ever gets in the NFL. secrets are there to give out that are important? The staff know. is new. Yeah. Like, like we're resetting in Washington. Yeah, no one's going to be I left. I don't think anybody understands just how screwed up the front office and the locker room here is in Washington, but the culture. except for Ron Rivera. <laughs> but the culture. Yeah, right. The culture <laughs> sucks. It's it's damn bad. That's what it is. Uh, but that's the thing with Ron here is that I just think he, you know, he he was way too open with the media about Eric Bieniemy, the players being upset with him. Yeah, that was he's going to be way too open with the Eagles about guys. He watch him say, "Oh yeah, you know, Jonathan Allen's got this weakness in his game." You know, Jamin Davis has this weakness. Sam Howell has these weaknesses. The Eagles are going to beat us twice next year because Ron had to open up his fat mouth. That's what I feel like. This is a theory. It's absolutely this is a, a theory. theory. I, I, I don't know if I agree with you. Mm. I think that I genuinely think that they are considering him. I mean, do you really think they're that stupid, though? Like, what about what about his past, all right? His time in Carolina where he hasn't won more than seven games in six years. His time in Washington where he never one more than set, never went above 500. His defenses were never good. I mean, what maybe, what are we pointing maybe, to here? Maybe maybe uh, maybe Nick Sirianni is confident enough in his defensive play calling that they just want a guy who's a people person. Yeah. And Ron is. Like the people like playing for Ron. They the, do. The, the, the players like playing with Ron and maybe they just want a guy that they know will be like nice to the players. Like yeah. it could I could see that. 
I'll be honest with you. I didn't like Ron Rivera the first time I saw him in Carolina coaching on the sidelines with those stupid sunglasses. You know, those <laughs> tinted glasses. I just, I, if you're wearing tinted glasses, you don't you don't feel like an athlete to me. And and I don't know how you can you know coach athletes when you're not an athlete yourself. That's what it felt like to me. Well, he was. Damn prescription glasses. He was an athlete. Yeah, yeah. In the eighties, when What's you're going, the, to, wait, no, I'm you, sorry, when, I'm not following. What is wrong with prescription sunglasses? You think you look like an athlete? You're the one wearing glasses right now. Yeah, I need them. I have prescription yeah. sunglasses at home as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's how I know I can beat you in hoops. What? <laughs> you're such a nerd, stuff. You're so, you and Ron Rivera probably I need to get along. See, yeah, <laughs> if I don't wear them, you're going to beat me in hoops. I'm not going to be able to see the hoop. <laughs> Uh, the Commanders and Falcons are both expected to conduct a second interview next week with Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. We've already heard reports that D.C. for the Lions' Aaron Glenn uh, will be given a second interview as well. No more interviews are permitted with coaches still in the playoffs until after Sunday's game. So okay. we will not have an update this week on who the Commanders are hiring unless it's not Ben Johnson. They could hire Bobby Slowick because the Texans are now out of the postseason. Doesn't seem like he's going to get the job right now. Though. No. I, I, I know I, it might just be because I listen to Grant and Danny, but it seems like Ben Johnson is on the forefront of everyone's mind you know, right now. You know I love Grant and Danny, but they have this obsession with Ben Johnson. I know. When we had him on the show, I, I, I thought about grabbing their Ben Johnson alert right. that they play every time he mentions that. Yeah, right, <laughs> just, right. Just to play it for him here, but I uh, did not get around to that. I like because... Caleb Williams as much as they like Ben Johnson. Yeah, that's kind of where we're at here. I love Caleb. I like Ben Johnson. I don't, uh, you know, I'm okay with going from the the Shanahan tree with Bobby Slowick. I'm okay with going with a defensive minded guy or, or uh, Mike McDonald of the Ravens, who's supposed to be this young defensive genius. But I am double downing. I'm, I'm doubling down on my thought from earlier today and yesterday with Michael Phelps. The younger they go at head coach, the older I need them to go at defensive coordinator. I want a grandpa at DC. <laughs> That's fair. Right? I, I, I see what you mean. You don't want all young people there. I don't. I, mean, I, I just, I, I, I think you need a dad in the room. And, uh, you know, you, you got okay a 37-year-old, a 38-year-old, and I just don't know how they're going to get a bunch of 22-year-olds Making millions of dollars to fight hard. I mean, are we are we getting an? Old, would it be okay with an old offensive coordinator? As no, I imagine, no, 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 no. The young, the <laughs> offense coordinator actually needs to be younger than Ben Johnson. Okay, all right, I follow. Yeah, but the DC he needs to have gray in his hair. That's right. I'm locking it in right now. Awad needs the commander's next defensive coordinator to have gray in his hair. Okay, I'll I'll accept that lock. Yeah, yeah, that's what I need. <laughs> um, right, like I need a guy that has had success in this league has had success I, I i think well hey i mean if the lions win the super bowl yeah you got someone with success and the head True. coach but I, I i do i think having one of the three be a guy with a couple of playoff wins under his belt yeah. is probably for the best because look ben johnson might be the perfect hire head coach the blank hits the fan every year in the nfl if you know what i mean and that's going to eventually happen to our team next year and I'm not sure that Ben Johnson will know how to handle it. He's going to need his assistant coaches to help him out. And that's why I want veterans in the locker room with him. I want vets. I want guys that have been through it all. If you want to chime in, 833-804-0910. Who do you want to be the next defensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders? 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Welcome back. 
I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. We are live and local here in the 804 Richmond, Virginia from 12 to 3 p.m. We'll go around the NBA on the fast break with AWOD. Justin Fensterman joins us at 2.30. He's a host talking NBA on Sirius XM. Robbie Robinson, the play-by-play voice of VCU Hoops, will join us at 2 p.m. here on a VCU game day. I'll be at the Seagull Center for the pregame show, extended pregame coverage this season, starting at 6.15. Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, You can always tweet us throughout the show. At 910 The Fan or at AWOD Radio. Uh, shout out to Justin from Richmond who's chiming in. He believes Ron Rivera, much better athlete uh, than myself. Probably true about that. I just think Ron stinks and I'm glad he's gone from Washington. So it's time to go around the NFL ahead of NFL Conference Championship Weekend. This is NFL Hits. Every regular season matchup, every head coach on the hot seat, the hit stories in the NFL, NFL Hits on A1 Radio. All right, with the four teams remaining in the quest for Super Bowl 58, Sporting News has gone through and ranked the final four teams. Who do you think they chose as number four, Stubb? Probably the Lions. They went with the Lions, saying the one-two punch the Lions have in the run game is massively effective. Their run defense was number two in the NFL, and they've got the feel of an underdog team no one wants to mess with. A lack of experience at this level could be a problem, along with Jared Goff's performance in road games and a pass defense that ranked 30th in the league this season. I kind of feel feel like the Lions are going to need to win this game in a shootout. The lower scoring the game, the better San Francisco has a chance uh, to win and get to the Super Bowl. Number three. Bet you can't pick this. So it, it depends on if they're judging this solely by the 2023 season or at, from their record. Because I think the Chiefs are the third best team from 2023, but they might weigh them higher because they're the Chiefs. But I'm going to go ahead and say that. They went with the Baltimore Ravens. No way. That's Shocking, wrong. right? <laughs> Here's what the uh, the pundits at Sporting News said. They said, there's a reason Lamar Jackson will be the MVP. The red zone offense is insane, and their pass rush is nothing short of intimidating. The run defense is another story. Penalties are a problem, and the pass defense can be exploited. I, I this is a bad take. I, I disagree. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I really like Baltimore's defense. Yeah, I think they have the best defense of the four. I think that they have at least a top two quarterback of the four. I'd probably say the Niners have a better defense because of Bosa, even though I don't like Chase Young. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. But the Ravens, look, we talked about this yesterday. If you're ranking the four teams off of how they played last weekend, the Ravens are number one by far. Yeah. They blew out the Texans. It was tied at half. Texans didn't score in the second half. They didn't get close to the red zone. Ravens should be the number one if team If they had here. tried in the 17th game, they would have had the best record of the regular season. I think they might have still tied it. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. I, I just I just think that they're the best team, and I, I really don't think hey, it's Hey, don't close. take it up with me. Take, I know. I'm get just... in touch with the folks at Sporting News. I will. <laughs> All right. Number three. They went with the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, right? two, you mean? Or number two, yep. Okay. Uh, they say the defense is fiercer than last season, and the connection between Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey is the strongest out there. 
by them breaking the record. Now 16 touchdowns yeah. between the pair, breaking Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady. That said, Mahomes needs more reliable weapons at his disposal. We agree with them yes. there. And the running offense and defense need to show themselves. That's where I disagree. I think Pacheco's been good all yeah, season. They, he just and showed up. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a nice you know, one-two punch there at the running back position. I do agree that the defense will need to show up. If they're going to need yeah. to defeat the Ravens, uh, the defense is going to have to show up. Number one, the Niners, plenty of offense and a stout defensive line offset a shaky secondary, and the quarterback play needs to improve over what we saw against the Packers. Absolutely. Brock Purdy yes. <laughs> needs to be much better. Now, I want to rank the head coaches, and we'll go from one to four here. For me, number one is Andy Reid. I don't think it's yeah. very close. Uh, I think he's the number one quarterback. Number two is where it gets interesting because I do love the job that Harbaugh has done in Baltimore, but I do think the second smartest offensive mind in football is Kyle Shanahan. So I'll go Kyle Shanahan two, Harbaugh three, Dan Campbell. I like you, man. I feel like you. a lot of people want to run through a wall for you, but you're probably the fourth-ranked coach left in the playoffs. I want to run through a wall for Dan Campbell. He's really? probably Would not... Would he put, his, put him as your number one? No. I, like, I want to. He's my favorite. Yeah. Is he the best? Probably not. But I don't know. I just think he's 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 good. Like, he's known for the fourth down calls. I just love the uniqueness. I love the, the aggressiveness from him. I think he's a really unique coach in the playoffs compared to everyone else. So, the odds for next year's Super Bowl are already out. Oh, well. I find it really interesting who is the third leading odds, all right? Number one, San Francisco, obviously. Mm -hmm. Number two, Kansas City. They think sure. you know, Mahomes yeah, still going to get back to the AFC title game. Three, the Buffalo Bills. I found huh. that really odd because I view them as a team that is going to take a step back next year. They're going to lose a I lot of pieces too. in free agency. I think, I think a team that everyone should be looking out for is the Texans. I think it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Once they because they proved at the end of the year that they could win with a backup. Wait till they get Joe Burrow back. Now they have a the free the free agency is going to be an interesting thing for a lot of mm -hmm. teams. Like T. Higgins is a free agent. Does Cincinnati bring him back? But the the Texans know they have CJ now. Yeah. Like they know who he is. He has got another year they can build around him. I definitely think that's a team to look out for next year after the what thing, he just did. The thing is, I'll say, is we see this a lot where. A, a rookie quarterback with no tape on him has an incredible first season mm -hmm. and then falls off a little bit. Okay. All right. I, I don't have the experience to. And a lot of that. that is me pointing to Robert Griffin III. <laughs> but uh, there are other cases as well. Um, how about this? Uh, LAD Bible came out with the cost of a suite at the Super Bowl. How much do you think it's going to cost? Now, we're talking about 50 yard line for oh, a suite. God. You want to bring, you know, all your best friends. How much do you think it's going to cost? Oh, wait. So it, it's for uh, oh, it's a whole suite. It's not yeah. a it's not a seat yes. in the suite. It's yes. a whole suite. Six point five million. Six point for the suite. That's wild. That's wild. I, I, I don't. I the have going not. rate is fifty k. Fifty k. Fifty k. That's not that bad. Um, but for the Super Bowl, it's a whole nother animal. Oh, that's what Four I was. Four seats in a suite. Could run a buyer upwards of six hundred k. That's that makes more. If sense. you wanted all but, of the suites with the drink and food package, it's two point six million. Okay, but six hundred k is still a lot of money. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, yeah, like, I mean, like, like it's a Super that's Bowl. That's a lot. If a normal one is fifty k, I could see like a bachelor party 
splurging with the boys. Really? That's not. I, what I, kind of boys are you hanging I don't out have, with? No, I don't have the you money got to do the that. IT I sure don't. I sure, but if you got some IT friends, that doesn't seem like a bad investment. Let me ask you this. Do you have one friend that's well off and buys all the drinks No. when you guys go out? No. I, I don't I, either, but when we went to my cousin's bachelor party, his boy Mac was buying <laughs> the first round of pitchers <laughs> everywhere we went. And then I asked him, what do you do for a living? And, oh, yeah, he's like, he's, I think he's a higher That's up. the nature of I'm 23. True. Where of the the three people I hang out with most, two are unemployed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, <laughs> you're the big dog. No, I I, I one of them is is full time, so yeah. I'm I'm ranking number two there. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're working towards getting you full time. You gotta keep. Yeah, gotta no worries, keep no worries. Hey, you just I, gotta yeah, keep yeah. grinding. Radio. Hey, I told you, I didn't get my first full time job in radio for eight years. Yeah, no, I'm 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 having a good time. I'm, I'm dashing. There's no there's no he's worries dashing. here. He's but, dashing. He's uh, dashing past my, the door. My, my guy working for NBC, he's doing a bit better. Well, CBS he's, 6 he's is taking... Lane Casadante. Oh, will join us next on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on the Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Fox 5 in Washington, D.C. has an interesting report this morning. Commanders fans rallying behind the Baltimore Ravens in their run to the AFC championship game. Now, I will say I'm not a Ravens fan. I don't like Baltimore Part of that's because my mom's side of the family is from Baltimore. Had to make that damn trek for Thanksgiving. It's it's tough. (laughs) It's annoying. These damn Baltimoreans always make them come to (laughs) us, right? They they can never travel to Northern Virginia for a holiday. And and they always talk smack about Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and the success they had with Joe Flacco. They love elite (laughs) Joe Flacco. He's unbeatable. Uh, so is that your Baltimore I've ne- Yeah, I've never, I've never liked the Ravens. But I can tell you, I believe this report from Fox 5 because I have several friends that are making the trip to Baltimore for the AFC title game. They're all it. They've got Ravens fever. And part of it's because I think they're not the biggest Commanders fans. Like, if you're like me, you're a diehard Commanders fan, you're not touching Baltimore purple. But if you're just like a football fan that is from the DMV, and you kind of like the Commanders, but you also hate the name, I can see why you would have an obsession with Lamar and the Ravens, too. Yeah, I'm kind of there. You're kind of there. I'm kind of there. I mean, you're definitely rooting for them this weekend. Oh, yeah. So, if you want to chime in, phone lines are open, 833-804-0910. Let's find out what our special guest has to say on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline from CBS 6. It's Lane Casadante. What's going on, Lane? Hey Adam, how's everybody this afternoon? Uh, um, it's uh, going pretty well here. Have you seen Commanders fans turn their allegiance to the Ravens in this playoff run? I have not, but uh, I listened to you describe that story. Uh, and first of all, who told Fox Five that there was football in DC? Um, <laughs> that's it. Sorry, folks. That's an inside the. That's an inside the industry joke that Adam would understand, and probably nobody else. So I did that for your benefit. Um, uh, but I liken it kind of to um, weekend golfers going to watch the PGA. Mm. You know, you kind of want to go and see how this is done correctly and successfully. Uh, and Commanders fans haven't seen that much lately. So you go to Baltimore and you watch how a team is actually how a team actually wins. I can get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they they're just a winning organization. They do everything the right way, and I'm jealous of that. 
I, I really am. So uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. But let's talk a little college hoops here. And we need to give a big shout-out to Chris Mooney and the Richmond Spiders 5-0 and in A-10 play. Just done an incredible job. And, and I kind of described it as, look, this is a coach that is very confident in his system, and he recruits guys that want to play his way, and that's how they hit the transfer portal. They look like a team that's been running the same system for 18 years, and they're having success. And, and, and I give both Chris Mooney, and I think we, we talked about this a little last week, but I give Chris Mooney and Ryan Odom and really any coach in this game today an awful lot of credit for being able to mold these teams together uh, with less time than they have in the past. I know the NCAA changed the practice rules. They can basically work with these guys all year round, even though it's technically not called practice. Um, but they, they work with them far more than they ever did uh, you know, even five years ago. So that helps. But still, when you have eight new faces coming into your program, and there's no guarantee that Richmond and VCU won't have eight more new faces next year either. That's the way this sport is now. But for them to, to get a couple of teams and get them together, and like you said, Chris Mooney, you know, recruiting at Richmond's a little bit different. The academics are different. The way Mooney coaches is different. Um, so to get kids in there is chore number one and then number two is to get them successful and all playing together and I, I agree with you what what they both have done this year specifically particularly over at richmond is nothing short of very impressive absolutely and the rams vcu's coming off of what i think was their most impressive victory of the season blowing out st louis by 24 i thought shoga just did an incredible job defensively on gibson jimerson the richmond native only got three shot attempts, and he's one of the A-10 leading scorers. Just such a great individual uh, defensive job by Max Scholga. Yeah, and, and he had a little help. They had a couple of switches there, which were not, not necessarily planned, but just you know going through screens and things like that, which Coach Odom explained after the game. Um, and their renewed uh, emphasis on defense has really shown up the last three games after those first two losses. Uh, to start the conference season. Um, and it wasn't like they didn't know they could do it because they played fairly good defense at the beginning of the season. And they got away from it a little bit because they, you know, all of a sudden their offense wasn't clicking enough. Well, now you focus on offense and the defense suffers. The balance in between is where all teams can find the most success. And finding that balance is not something that happens overnight. Has VCU found it? Well, they found it enough for to win the last three. Now we'll see what they do tonight against the Loyola team. There's still a lot many many of us don't know an awful lot about. I know they have a decent record. I know they put up some wins. I also know the Spiders went out there and beat them last week, coming from behind in the second half. So, um, based on what we know of the teams that we have in this town, um, you know you can see where Loyola would have uh, a couple of places that the Rams might be able to exploit. Yeah, they're, they're a lot more athletic this year than they were last year. A lot of that's probably Des Watson, the transfer from Davidson. Lane Casadante on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Throw him a follow on social media at Lane CTV Sports. What is the biggest sports story locally for you guys at CBS 6 this week? Actually, it's, it's that. It's, uh, it's the, the Rams and the Spiders who are both playing fairly well, both within the top, technically the top five, six of the A-10 right now. I mean, we're only five games in. There's a long way to go. Everybody's got to stay healthy. Uh, and, you know, we're keeping an eye on what the commanders are trying to do looking for a head coach. I think that um, I know that they've asked permission to interview, I think, 
a dozen different assistants around the league. And obviously the more successful of those are still going to be playing. I know the Lions offensive coordinator is, um, you know, a, a hot commodity right now. He's a little busy at the moment, um, as he should be. So I don't know that this is going to happen anytime soon, especially because as we the closer we get to the Super Bowl, the NFL frowns on teams stealing the limelight from the Super Bowl with their own individual uh, announcements or hires or promotions. So if this doesn't happen, you know, kind of by the end of next week, uh, it may not happen until after the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, we're all keeping our eye on it. And, and I can say for the first time in my lifetime, I'm very confident that we're going to get the right guy. Because we have a competent GM, we've got a good advisory board searching for this head coach. Uh, I'm not—I don't really have any complaints with any of the guys they've interviewed because I have confidence that they're going to hire the right guy. But much like we just talked about with these college basketball teams, you are getting a whole bunch of people that have never worked together in the same room and trying <laughs> to, you know, get towards a common goal and. Um, while I agree with you that I think there's a, there's a competence up there that maybe we haven't seen in a while, uh, or at least a direction and a definition and a cause that we haven't seen in a while, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta give them time because again, this is a whole brand new group that's never worked together before. They don't, you know, they got to figure each other out. So I don't know how quickly it's going to take them to mesh and all get on the same page. They can all say they have the same goals, but when it comes down to actually making the decisions to get there, you know, will they still be on that same page? Lane, last time we spoke, you know, we mentioned the $25 million deal with the city and VCU. And I I was glad to see VCU uh, announce that the work to begin the 42 acre athletic village, the third campus for VCU uh, in Richmond is going to begin this spring. Yeah, and VCU kind of has to, you know, I think they can get to a point where they can get started and then work towards the finished product, maybe in a different way than they had originally planned. But I was encouraged to see that they're actually going to start that as well. I I have a couple of people that always ask me, you know, uh, you know, is VCU ever going to, you know, change conferences again? You know, what about the Big East? What about all this other thing? And unfortunately, a lot of fans tend to just look at men's basketball. They might look at women's basketball, but, you know, they're only looking at men's basketball and where can we get them in a bigger conference and, you know, more exposure and, uh, you know, make it easier to get into the tournament every year. Well, things like the Athletic Village help that out tremendously. You'll notice that up in Harrisonburg with JMU, they wanted to move to a bigger conference in the worst way, but they couldn't do it until they got a new basketball arena on campus. And VCU, every school is kind of the same way. When a conference considers taking in a new, t- a new program and a new school, they will look at the flagship program, obviously, because that's what's going to drive the bus. But they're also going to look at the entire package. Are you up to speed, up to code with the rest of our members? And I think VCU has that in mind. I don't know. And I'm only speculating off the top of my head. I haven't talked to anyone. I don't know that that's the end goal. But something like an athletic village would definitely help those conversations down the road if that is something the Rams are interested in. Yeah, that's a great point. That's Lane Casadante. Follow him on social media. Lane C. TV Sports. Thanks a lot, man. 
Adam, thanks for having me. Have a great week, everybody. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. Could be the quarterback of this segment, 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. You could always tweet us your thoughts at 910thefan or at AWOD Radio. Mike tweets us, says, AWOD, I hate the Ravens, but I don't know if I can take two more weeks of Taylor Swift and the Kelsey brothers. I've got to change my mind. I I almost enjoy Taylor Swift at, at NFL games now. I, it's a weird thing. <laughs> I like. I really thing. liked watching Jason. That oh, was yeah. a great. Jason he, he's was a great. good. He's a very animated character. And I if, like if Travis is going to play as good as he did this past weekend, Taylor can keep showing up. Something that surprised me was of all, I've heard in my personal life, I've heard no one complain about Taylor Swift except my mom. Really? Oh, I watched your mom the Chiefs, is anti Swift. No, I, she's not. I, I watched the Chiefs Bills game with her, and every time they cut, she's like, "Ah, oh, why are they cutting to her again?" She wants. She <laughs> she's wants she's to tired see of it. She's more tired of it. Men in their tight <laughs> pants. That's what I she guess wants. So. I love that. Yeah, no, I, I've kind of had a 180 on, on Taylor Swift. There's something that's, like, exciting when they cut to her for me, <laughs> where I'm like, ooh, is that her peeking through the glass? And what the memes happen? are fun. fun. The social media, you know, it's all, it's all fun. It's all fun. I do need to admit something, though. I watched The Bachelor last night. Okay. I'm ashamed to admit it, but I have two TVs, so I had the UNC weight game on, and, you know, I've said it before. It was breaking news, 2024. Hey, what has a girlfriend? The year of the girlfriend, trying to spend some time with my girlfriend. She wanted to watch The Bachelor, so I said, fine, we could throw it on one of the TVs. I was blown away with how many commercials they squeeze into that show. I was blown away. That right there is the lead story. (laughs) As we go around Hollywood and entertainment, how many damn commercials on The Bachelor is the lead story on Netflix? Netflix. The best of streaming services, TV, movies, books, podcasts, and more. We've got you covered on Netflix. All right, we might need my mom or my sister to chime in on this. We might need a female's perspective, but I just think The Bachelor has gone off the deep end here. Um, Literally eight minutes of content, and then five minutes of commercials. Then nine minutes of content, then four minutes of commercials. It is like half commercials when you're watching the show. It's insane to me. And it is not a reality show anymore. It just feels like a show for influencers. That, yeah, I, I, so that's fair. Have you, are you aware of The Bachelor, Joey? No. Okay, good. All right. Kind of a loser. But okay. he, he played professional tennis, I think. So okay. I, I liked that part of it because I'm a tennis fan. But he was on the show. All right. He made it to the end. Guess didn't find love. So they chose him to come back for The Bachelor. The thing that I don't like, and maybe this is every season for The Bachelor, but I haven't seen in 20 years. Every single girl is obsessed with Joey because they watched him from the previous season. And they are all trying to become influencers and social media stars themselves. There are two girls that are sisters that signed up for the competition and they both want to make out with him at the same time. I mean, they're, they're they're making it raunchy as hell. And both sisters are drop-dead dimes. They're gorgeous women. And they were fighting about who was going to kiss Joey first. Well, I've mentioned this before. It is a lifelong dream of mine to be on The Bachelor. Really? I want to be I want to be The Bachelor so bad. I think it would make for great television. I think I would be the best Bachelor that uh, TV has ever seen. Maybe we seen. could do the Richmond 
Richmond Like the Richmond Atchler. Rich, rich Atler. The Ratchler. The Ratchler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. whatever we'll do the say. Richmond version of the Bachelor. We'll host it at River City Roll. We'll get you on stage. I've That's never a good bit. I've never watched a full episode, but yeah. I know the concept and I think that I I think it would be good TV. Really? I think that I would I would be I would entertain the masses in they a just, way they've never seen. There's so much B roll in this show. I was blown away. Yeah, I was I, like, there's no content you, here. It's yeah. a bunch of B crap. And then at the end, they give you the rose and he has to ask every girl, Will you accept this rose? <laughs> and it's like a dramatic pause there. I was like, Has anybody ever denied yes. the rose? Yeah. Have they? Yeah, I've heard about that. I, yeah, are you, you sure can. about that? Because you I, say I know, you haven't I know, seen I, the show. I I I I'm tuned in to the world. And I, the I don't know that it. anybody's ever denied the rose. On The Bachelor. Maybe on The Bachelorette. Maybe. That seems like something a guy would do. Yeah, yeah. no, I don't need this rose. I'll go play video games. <laughs> yeah, well, you okay, well, one, I think you got you to gotta convince your girlfriend to watch it the next day on streaming without commercials. Yeah, Just yeah, make everyone's point. life My better. My goodness, there were yeah. so many commercials. Like, I did that with Survivor. I love Survivor. Yeah. I'm going to wait an extra day to avoid commercials. To like, it's it. just, yeah. it just makes it better. Yeah. Anyway, time for the real lead story. Yeah, get to time, the real lead it's story It's Oscar here. nom day. All right. Woo! I, I get really psyched for the Oscars. Uh, uh-huh. I'm really excited about it. Uh, if you if you enter an office Oscar pool, something okay. like that, make the bets. Listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, for one, Oppenheimer was nominated for everything. It will win most. Okay. I would be. I would say put down Oppenheimer for almost everything. I'll go through because I, I, I know a yeah, lot of people. Yeah, go through aren't, some of your hot takes here because I think as mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people are going to. Not be interested. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fair. I get it. It's not for everyone. I care yeah. about it a lot. Uh, I'll go through the top 10, uh, the, the 10 nominated for Best Picture. I won't go through all the other ones. That's okay. a lot. But it is Oppenheimer, The Holdover. Oh, 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 you got to take your time here. So, like, Oppenheimer okay, sure, deserving. Sure. Oppenheimer, I, I think there was a lot of buzz deserving. there. I haven't seen it myself. E- but, you know, EB I talked about this on The Junkies. The fact that there were, like, teenagers getting dressed up to see yep. a talk-heavy piece yes. about, like, World War II or whatever... It's incredible. Yes, Nolan is one of the best directors working right now. He's he he's fantastic at use yeah. of sound and visuals and getting his actors to work. The Oscar that wins is usually the one that stays in the cultural conversation for the longest. That is Oppenheimer, without a doubt. It is a fantastic movie. Everyone kills it. I think we might get a couple of acting uh, noms for that one as well. It's nice. going to win sound. It's going to win just about anything. It's going to be kind of hard to beat. I think that's going to be the juggernaut of this yeah. year. The holdovers I have not seen yet. But, um, we, actually, but we both heard really good things. We heard about really that. good things. I I, I have te- uh, hesitant plans to see it in theaters tomorrow. It's still in theaters. You can go and check it out. Nice. Paul Giamatti uh, is also nominated for best actor as the leading in that, which is fun. I think Paul Giamatti is a funny guy to win an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, Killers with Flower Moon is one of the is one of is Scorsese doing his best. And I know it's too long. It's now available on Apple TV. Now available Plus. on Apple TV. Absolutely deserving, without a doubt. And, and there was a, some talk about Leo. Is he nominated? Leo is not nominated. That's why Ooh, we want this talk. Wow. He's not nominated again. Wow. Uh, Lily Gladstone uh, is nominated for wow. Best Actress. She absolutely deserves it. Is the first uh, Native American woman did, to did be nominated. Leo, did Leo go too dumb? Because they were saying that he was playing like a buffoon. I, that's the point. Uh, De Niro actually was also nominated. I, the, the Academy loves to not give Leo his Oscars. Yeah, I uh, know. it wasn't it wasn't Leo's best, but I don't think he was given the role to do his best. Okay. I think it was just. But uh, De Niro probably won't win. Uh, Lily Gladstone very well could win. Uh, Barbie, I would not say I love Barbie. I don't think it's a Best Picture nom. I think that they should have given Greta Gerwig a director nod, but they did not give that to her. Uh, it's got a couple <laughs> of best song. Nods. I'm just Ken. One best critics is probably not going to win here as well. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Barbie. Next up, Poor Things, directed by Yorgos Lanthimos. Absolutely deserves to be here. It's my favorite of the. This ten. is the Emma Stone movie. This is the Emma Stone Mark Ruffalo. She like comes back movie. to life or something. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Uh, they put a a baby's brain in an adult woman, 
And so it's it's, it's like a Frankenstein a, it, bit. Yeah, but it's weird. Like it's a weird movie. This is a this is a very odd, odd, odd movie. Really, it's, my it's getting favorite, really good ratings. It's my favorite movie of 2023 <laughs> that is in Spider-Verse. It's so odd, but I love it. Yes, uh, absolutely deserve to be here. Won't win. Maestro doesn't deserve to be here. Not great. Well, that's all right. It's yeah. all right. And Bradley that's available, Co- I think, on Netflix. That is on, on Netflix. 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 I'm, Netflix. I'm not, yeah, I'm not willing to watch it. That's so fair. Uh, the uh, lead actress in that, whose name I'm blanking on right now, I think uh, has the best chance to win the Oscar for Best Actress. She killed it. Or maybe it's supporting. I don't know. American Fiction. Plan to see that this week if I can. American I don't know much Fiction. about it. Jeffrey Wright. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. talking about. My mom loved that movie. Heard good if things. You, if you, apparently, if you read a lot of books, sure. you should check that out. Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, I believe this is a court drama. I heard uh, the junkies. One of the junkies like this one. Yeah, which, this was. I so think this I, is I, like set in France, right? Yeah, I, I, there are subtitles, which I, uh, some people are opposed to. Yeah. Uh, with a zone of interest. This is another foreign. This is the only foreign film a category. Zone of interest. Zone of interest. It's a Holocaust movie. <clears throat> it is the obligatory foreign film in the best picture oh! category. Oh, this is the one that's supposed to be. Really eye-opening because it's like a guy living his life with his family right outside of a concentration camp. Yeah, and here, here is my Oscar. I don't think I could do that. Here is my one hundred percent Oscar lock. Okay. That movie will win Best Foreign Film. Okay. Every year they take one of the foreign films and they put it in the Best Picture category, and that one wins every time because why would a different one win if it wasn't also nominated for Best Picture? So wait, so you're saying it's going to win? So there's not Best Picture. It's going to win Best Foreign Film. Yes, because it's the only foreign film nominated for Best Picture. Right, but didn't Parasite also win Best Picture? Yeah, and it could. I and don't it think won it won Best Foreign Film. Yes, it won. It did win Best Foreign yeah, Film. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just kind of a, foreign films become well, a weird. Who is the guy that did Parasite? Bong uh, Bong Joon Hoi. What has he done recently? He uh, I don't know if he's released anything. Parasite. I, I, I need he, him to do another movie. Yeah, and then the last one is Past Lives, which is uh, also something I need to check out. But I've heard absolutely great things about Past Lives. I yeah. heard about that too. Who's in that? I don't know. I I, I think it's a kind of smaller one. Anyways. Uh, not too many snubs. I think that they picked some of the best of the year. There's nothing that I really feel is missing. No superhero movies. Probably good. good uh, Guardians good of the Galaxy 3 was nominated for Best Visual Effects. Ah. Spider-Verse was nominated for Best Animated Film. Okay. Uh, Spider-Verse like has a 50-50 of when it animated. Uh, it's up against Boring the so, Heron. So Iron Claw was snubbed. Snubbed. I, I, I have not is, seen I, it. That, um, I'm, not, I'm not okay with that. That's fair. I thought um, that movie was freaking fantastic. It was really... It was just, it was kind of the per- perfect movie. Blackberry didn't get nominated. I didn't think it would. Okay. Um, what about the, Tetris? The, People were talking Tetris about that. Tetris was never going to make okay. it. Uh, the Killer, uh, I think, is a surprise to see nothing because that's yeah. a David Fincher movie. Yeah, I, I thought it was. Now, I, I didn't make it all the way through. I was so bored the first 15 minutes of it. I heard it really does pick up, but my rule with movies is you got to lock me in the first 15. I, I, I refuse to not finish a movie I've started. I'm the opposite. I think uh, the biggest snubs are uh, the cast of May-December. I think all three of them deserved a potential win, and none of them got a nomination. So that's a bit of a surprise there. What about animated? Because, you know, I always feel like a kid again when they go through the animated It's category. a tough one, and this is a... Uh, is, is it Migration? This what, is a bit... It? No, no, no. This is actually a pretty good lineup here. We have Spider-Verse. Oh, which yeah. is my pick to win. Yeah, mine but too. But it, it is a 50-50 because Boy in the Heron is also there. Well, which and is, also Spider-Verse is a part one to a part two. Yeah, that's tough. That's I, the tough I think part. It, it absolutely pushed the medium forward in, in a way that hasn't been done before. But Boy in the Heron is just beautiful. It's a Miyazaki movie. He's one of the most important filmmakers alive. And then uh, otherwise, we have Nimona, which is on Netflix. A couple people like that. Uh, some movie about a robot that I had not heard of. What's until it called? Well, I think I heard of that movie. Yeah, What's it called? It's like the the little the little shellfish guy? No. No, no, no. Ah. Uh, 
Robot movie. Yeah, it's a robot movie. And All then right. the other one, oh, was Elemental, which will not win. Elemental was bad. Yeah, Elemental was not good. It's uh, The it's robot one's a foreign film. It looks really cute. Uh, okay. I'll be checking it out. Okay. I think that's uh, that's my rapid. Oh, and I think uh, Scorsese's probably going to win Best Director. For Killers of the Flower yeah. Moon. That, those are my initial predictions for a lot of those things. I'm, I'm actually really pissed about Iron Claw being snubbed because that's the one that I saw I, that I really liked. I think that's fair. I, I think, need to see Oppenheimer. What is the deal? It's going to be out on Peacock after the Super Bowl or something I guess so. like that. Yeah, that'll be a good time to check it out. I, I really recommend it. It's it's going to do it's gonna do numbers. Yeah, I guess I could pay five ninety nine right now to watch it on Amazon. I don't really want to do that. It, it, it will come out before the Oscars, which are in March. Okay. So you're in, you're in no rush. Uh, so today was just the nominations. Yep. Got you fired up. Which it, 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 I like that they give this much time, so I have time to catch up on like the 20-something movies I have to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. All right. Phone lines are open if you want to chime in. If there's a movie out there that you think we should check out, call in 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.